I've seen the Lord, Mary said. It's all. That's all. No complicated reasoning and arguments. No arguing with herself. How can this be? He was dead. Dead people stay dead. What happened? No, just a plain, straightforward, I have seen the Lord. She was probably so amazed. So, I mean, we can only imagine what went through her mind. Maybe that was all she could say. I think we probably preach too much on Easter Day, thinking that we need to try and say something new and profound. As if the empty tomb is not profound enough or can't preach its own sermon. So I'm going to follow Mary's example, not quite as short as her, but keep this short. In our endless attempts to make the Bible uh, relevant, we've forgotten that the Bible creates its own relevancy, never more true than on Easter Day. Because Mary is simply speaking from her experience of God. Possibly the truest sermon ever preached. She doesn't preach, Christ is risen, he is risen indeed. But no, I have seen the Lord. It's not a third person thing out there, he, it, them. I have seen the Lord. That's all she needed to say. And I think that people often don't need to hear from you or from me about the creeds of the church so much as they need to hear who God is to you. Have you met Jesus? If so, what has he done for you? Who is he for you? I think people need the invitation, the encouragement, the promise, so that they can say, I I have seen the Lord in my own life. It doesn't mean that you have to find the tallest mountain or the busiest street or the jam-packed mall and and bing up a poster with John 3.16 on it, hold it up maybe during a football game or something like that. You don't need to do that. It doesn't mean evangelism is coercion. Today, to say, I've seen the Lord, is to point out the resurrection in the midst of ruin. Because for Mary, that's what this was. Resurrection is new life when all that seems visible is death. Love in the face of hate. Yes, even love in the face of hate that plants bombs on an Easter day in the very places where most people will be killed. To show decency, to show goodness when that which is vitriolic and vile and vicious finds more and more followers. That is resurrection. And that has never been more needed than today, in the days in which we live, which are sad and bitter days indeed. 
Because in the end, resurrection is not only the promise of life after death, which after all would be enough, but it's also the assurance that the life-giving love of God will always move the stones away. However huge those stones may be, because tombs are just that, they're containers for the dead, and there are so many dead places, so many tombs in the world today where, there is, where there's corruption, where there's deception, where there's bitterness, where there's envy, where there's fanaticism, where there's marginalization or misogyny or judgment or fear. God is seeking to roll those stones away, and that, for me, is what Easter is also about, about new life in the midst of that death and me living that life in the midst of that death, daring to say, daring to say, Jesus is alive. More importantly, daring to live that Jesus is alive in me. The promise of the resurrection is not only secure because God made it so by raising Jesus from the dead, the promise of the resurrection is certain when we speak into our own lives. I have seen the Lord. Because those words, as it were, roll back the, the stones that, that, that confine and constrain us and enable us to live free in freedom, in dignity, in respect. I have seen the Lord insist that the ways of love will win over the ways of hate. And it confirms that kindness can be heard in the midst of callousness and vindictive rhetoric. And in fact, it's there that this declaration, I have seen the Lord, is most important. Daring to say it and daring to live it. It gives witness to the fact that there is another way of being in the world, another way of living in the world than the one that we are offered by our media and by our cultures. In fact, it's something which is countercultural. It demonstrates mercy when people are wagging the finger and screaming hatred and revenge. It shows what Easter is about, that it's life that's born out of death. So others will listen to you and watch you and say, wait a minute, did I just see the Lord in you? That's what it's about. Wouldn't that be something? Wouldn't that be something? if we so lived our lives in such a radical, radically different way that people asked us that, wait a minute, did I just see the Lord in your life? Not that the truth of the resurrection depends on our action to make it real. No. It doesn't depend on our witness to convince others. It doesn't rely on our willingness to speak words of life into conversations that are angry and bitter and judgmental. The truth of the resurrection is true regardless of what we do. But it's pretty dash good to be part of it. 
and it's what Jesus calls us to. And what I want to suggest is that the truth of the resurrection will be more true for each of us. If we can walk out of this church on this Easter morning and be able to say, I've seen the Lord, but also be willing to look for where we can say, I've seen the Lord in your life. Or if we can imagine those who might need us to say, I have seen the Lord because they can't. Because they can't. Why not? Because they're living still in those tombs where the stones have not yet been rolled away. And some of them are sniggering in Sri Lanka today in their tombs of hatred and revenge, desperately believing that they are right. What a miserable death that must be. They also need to hear because true resurrection is the truth. The resurrection of Jesus matters for our future also, for our present, and also for the sake of the present of other people. So we should say thank you, Mary, for preaching that most wonderful and simple sermon. I have seen the Lord. Now, if you have seen him, let him be seen.